This is The Midnight Club, a podcast for Athenas and Clydesdales and the rest of us that, when we come in last, it's still coming in first. Welcome back to the Midnight Club. I am still Clinton Scott Timmerman, the first. Some days, these days, today, maybe, I don't know. My pseudonym is Phil. At least when I go to restaurants and need a table. And my um, my rap name, actually, do you remember my rap name? Oh, crap. By the way, I'm with... Not Kelly. Not Kelly What is Tipple. your, I forget your rap name. Well, I was in a band called Honkies of Self-Esteem. <laughs> we were the uh, the white alternative to NWA. I'll let you, With the Larson. listener, fill in what NWA stood for. But uh, I was Macadamia Delight. That's right. And what was Clayton? He was MC Guillaume. Kind of on this no, name. I feel like you're just well, that was his, that No, up. that was his French name, and they wanted to make a be an MC for it. So and sometimes Guillaume Goulet. You boys are weird. We are very weird. Yes. We never did go on tour. Could you rap? Did you make a song? Did anybody... You know, here's what's interesting. I've made songs, just I didn't collaborate with my homies. So, and maybe that's so how... So do you have like a chest NW, full Maybe that's how they split, because people then, hey, I made my own rap song, I don't need you, and hence it's why you got Ice Cube and Dr. Dre. True. And Easy. They went their, their separate ways, so that's how it happens. Actually, I've always wondered with bands, like The Killers, for example... Mm-hmm. You know, hey, make work some new music, and then does Brandon Flowers because he went solo for an album, and then he came back. Is he like, hey guys, I'm, I've got this great idea for the song. It's gonna be great. Oh, cool. Do you want to record? No. Is this gonna be me? Oh, okay. Does it make but it I awkward around drums, Thanksgiving? And I want guitar, so I'm gonna get someone else to do all those things. But it's gonna be called Brandon Flowers and not The Killers. Yeah, I always wonder if that makes him. Well, makes I don't know. Weird. When I saw The Killers a couple of years ago, um, his bandmates looked like they are one foot in the grave. So are they living life hard? They just needed a breaky break. Maybe, maybe they did. <laughs> go back to that I also Mormon heard that lifestyle. too with bands where somebody's like, "Hey, I'm gonna go do this for a while." And they, someone buggers off, and, and they, they do this, and maybe another guy's got kids, or maybe some guy's gonna make a ukulele album. The other guy's gonna take up the tuba. Someone else is gonna go, um, you know, kite surf or kite surf across like Nova Scotia, not the land part, the uh, the coastal part. Are we done? I'm just saying, people go their separate ways sometimes. <laughs> Jeez, go. Hey, before we get into the nitty gritty, I do need to share probably the best news. Is it maybe of of the last two years? I know COVID hit a lot of people hard. Some people have lost businesses, lives. But here's what brings people hope. Uh, Casa Bonita. Yeah! It looks like it's in bankruptcy, and Trey Parker and Matt Stone are going to buy it. And guess what Make they want to do? Make it better. It's known for horrible, horrible food, but they actually want to put good food in, which I don't know if that's going to ruin the ambiance. Do you think they'll have uh, Cartman's Papa? They, they probably will. Uh, well, I guess the, the episode... Uh, for those of you who don't know, go watch South Park and then come back and listen to it rather than me give the synopsis. But no, Cartman, he really wants to go to Casa Bonita. And I guess 
pretty much every kid in Colorado growing up wants to go to Casa Bonita. I want to go to Casa Bonita, but it was it, closed. It when was we closed. Were there. Yeah, and I heard they were already struggling before COVID. Uh, but the table that Cartman sits at in in the episode is is accurate. It's drawn to accuracy, so people will go there and be like, "I want to go to Cartman's table. table." So I imagine that'll still be there. They want to expand some cave. I don't know what it is. And then there's the the Mayan divers, things like that. So Which I thought that was really total, cool. It's like, a beacon of hope. appropriation because I'm assuming they're like 16 year old white dudes from the diving team. Hey, <laughs> you know, and again, I still get really confused about. Um, and maybe you know the answer. Cultural appropriation. <laughs> if you're trying to pay homage, or it's you're not when is Irish. It flattery and when is it? Yeah, when is it flattery and homage, and when is it just inappropriate and you're bringing it to your own? Yeah, and that's the thing. Don't that answer because that is the rabbit Stay hole. Stay in a thirty. Just. <laughs> yes. Oh, no, totally. no worries. And sorry, he's weird. I am very weird. And our I'm podcast is about. Oh, by running. the way, we're coming to. <laughs> 20 Corners, Woodenville, just at the waitress. So what's cultural appropriation? It, it was definitely not a softball question I threw at her. The, uh, yeah, Clinton. I'll make the next one easier. Dr. When you, Clinton, say, stop. When I say Uno Mas, when he asks for about a drink, I'll, I'll make it a little easier for you. So. Uh, yeah, Dr. Clinton, stop. Timmerman making it weird wherever we go. You know, I will probably... You bring me an interesting point here, Kelly. I think if you were to poll everybody that's known me since preschool to now... I think multiple everybody like is if you just said is Clinton Timmerman good at making things awkward, I think he would get a resounding yes. True. Uh, my mom was my mom. you know, my mom was uh at lunch with your kindergarten teacher the other day. Oh I should have asked. <laughs> I yes. I, I mean I just made oh hell, I didn't understand so she used to do this thing where if you're misbehaving in the circle, she'd be like, time out on, and then she would name the child, and then she would look away, and then she want the whole class to look away. So I remember in kindergarten, I think I was talking, I had something I wanted to, to just shoot the shit about, and I hear this, time out on Clint, and Mrs. Gerzini, shout out to Deb G, woo woo, uh, would look away, but then all the other kids would look away. Now my mom didn't like that, because it made it feel like you're just making the class shun you, but I was just like, what are you guys looking at? What's outside? Something outside the window? <laughs> so I actually got up and I went over to my kindergarten teacher. I'm like, what are you guys looking at? She's like, you're in timeout. What's that mean? Just, you, you're not part of this right now. Oh, okay. So I go over uh, and I got get on a Harley. my motorcycle. We got a Harley in the house. Like this guy. No, I go over and um, I start playing with like the Smurf toys. And then she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm in timeout. Yeah, okay. I'll just be over here doing my thing. You guys do your thing. And she didn't like that. She didn't like that. So I made that awkward. Poor Clint's been misunderstood since My 1977. Doesn't anybody get me? All right. Should we actually start this thing? Oh, I thought we did. At Mark. Yes. No, let's start this. But um, we got this guy who's about to take off in his, I can't tell if it's a boat. I don't know. I think, I feel like they're, oh, one is just looking at the motorcycle. So there's a girl. I don't know this guy. Uh-oh. Did he, did he try pick to her up? Her? Did he have an extra helmet? Maybe he did. She's wearing this leather. this guy was at the bar and he's like, hey, want to see my Harley? And, uh, oh, she's on. They're about to take off. Woo, woo. Let me tell you, easy rider right here. <laughs> It's happened. They're about to take off, and maybe five, four. No. What would be cool is if you popped a wheelie. 
I don't think they're ever leaving. I think that they see our microphones. They're like, you know what? We're going to hang out all night. And, and, oh, he's about to... There they go. And they're off. Okay, so here's the deal. Everybody, both of you listening, if you have a motorcycle, that probably sounded like euphoria in loud form. To everybody else who doesn't ride a motorcycle, obnoxious. It is annoying as sin. Holy hell! Yeah, so I just want to put that out there. You're not cool to the people that don't ride. Kelly, you have been with someone. Who had uh, a motorcycle. My ex-husband bought a motorcycle when we got separated when because our entire to. marriage. I'm like, they're dangerous. We have very small children. You know, this is, I, I don't put my foot down on things. Was it a loud motorcycle? I mean, he's cheap. So it was more <laughs> of so like. He didn't poke holes in the muffler like the French do with their Vespas? No, no. But yeah, he started with a Vespa. <laughs> and then yes. it broke down on, uh, oh my God, 228, that huge hill down by Canyon Park. Oh, okay. Sure, sure. It broke down and he had to walk it because he used to <laughs> drive it to the bus stop over in Kenmore and so he walked had to walk it up the rest of the way and um, like a Hummer like rolled down its windows was making fun of him like following wow. him the entire way up the hill and basically the next day he went and bought a motorcycle <laughs> he's like I'll show that Hummer and they, was it, a, it wasn't a Harley that he had no, it was like a Honda Okay, man, Honda, Honda's good. Yeah. Right. Anyways, sure. again. We digress, but the motorcycle made me digress. Um, Kelly, what's on your mind? Failure. What's on your mind? It's been a well, weird day. Well, it has been a weird day. And let me tell you, there's a quote that I came up with in high school, and I said, never be afraid of failure. You get used to it after a while. <laughs> And I can say that's true. Hey, <laughs> so true. Hence this podcast. Hey, it's for uh, all the other failures out there. But then again, I, I think, I don't know where you're going to go with this, but I wonder if at the end of the day, is failing still winning? No. Never mind then. <laughs> all right. Well, take us, take it from the top, Kelly. I'll let you lead this thing. What, do you, what are your thoughts on failure? I feel that everything since we've been together, like, I, everything? between my anxiety and just my, like, I don't know, my mental state of not being able to, like, be in the pain cave and follow through with something. It's, it in itself is really its own story. But, so recently, I applied for the Guinness Book of World Records for the most consecutive half marathons. And... Which was what? What was the current... What is the current record? Four, right? Was it 74? 75. 75. Um... After reading an article about a woman who claimed she did it after, what, 14? 14. It's very confusing. <laughs> yeah, it was very confusing. So it took three months to get my acceptance. And then with COVID rules, and they have a lot of, like, weird shit you have to do as far as, like, documentation. Like, I finally did a start date. Carried on with my bad self. My And my left foot actually has been bugging me for quite some time. But, like, that gnawing, bugging, like, oh, hurts a little bit. By the next morning, it's fine. The kind where you're like, well, I am above 40. Might just be that. Yeah. And, I, you know, I'm carrying a couple of pounds that I probably need to s- slough off. So that, too. It's taken, it's, just a couple. It's, it's taken much. a beating. But I started this thing, and it was killing me by day three. By day seven, 
it was really kind of a w- mostly walk, run, back and forth situation. Um, day eight, I barely finished. Day nine, I started it thinking three and a half hours is more than enough time, right? Um, I got to a little less than 10 miles and I ran out of time. I had to go pick up my kids. So that was just that. You know, I think you should just left them where they're at and they just catch on. Mommy is pursuing a dream. uh, So I had to do it again because there's no stop time. And I went to do it that night and I just could, I couldn't, I couldn't even walk by the end of it. Like I was crying, excruciating pain. So anywho, um, Clint was out of town that night and then the next day I'm like, I just, I couldn't, I failed. And then I'm like, okay, well, you know what? We'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. And then we start again, which is still my plan. Went to the doctor and I already thought that I had this because, you know, Google your symptoms, right? <laughs> every every doctor says to do that, right? Yes. That's 100% <laughs> what we'd recommend. But, if, when in doubt, Google uh, yeah. it. I'm like, I probably have plantar fasci- fasciitis, which the doctor th- confirmed. And um, he said take six weeks off. And my job is not that. My job is teaching aerobics so that's not going to happen but i stopped running and i already feel 80 percent better like my foot feels 80 percent better that's good that's good just in taking you've been stretching it icing it stretching it every day icing it. i've been doing yoga every day which i haven't done in a long time um i mean i teach a couple times a week but my own practice um but it sucks it's it fucking sucks being a failure all the time. But here's the thing. How many people are attempting world records? And how much running had you done consistently before that to attempt that record? I feel so seen. Um, huh. I mean, what was I running before? Maybe at the, I mean, a good week, 20 miles, a good week. Like we're saying like, let's say I've run four times that week. Sure, sure. Yeah, no, you. but I, at least I don't feel like if you were to download a how to get how to train for a half marathon, oh yeah, no 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 you, no, no, you weren't necessarily doing and it, so you were thing. going I for it. I feel like our minds trick us when we do big things because we do a big thing. Even if it was years ago, we do a big thing, and then we feel like you can just like come back to the big thing. Well, I think the issue that both you and I have too is there will be an idea and that sounds can't. good. There's a great quote from Ross Edgley where too naive to do something to but begin. then to to begin or no, no, too, no. too naive to it was like start an activity but it too stubborn to stop right yeah so I'll, i will naively i can do that and then i'll start it and like I'm, I'm finishing i'm finishing come hell or high water and sometimes just hell and high water comes yeah um, you're so good though about just pushing through and I, it, like your mental feel- your mental capacity to be in the pain cave I, I'm always in awe in of I mean even your workouts day to day like shit you'll be like oh it was the worst 10 miles ever if I felt like you are saying that you feel like I will stop at mile 5 walk my ass back and be like fuck this you know and I've, <laughs> and, been, I've been struggling lately too things just feel off I don't but feel that, good like, that's the difference between you and I, and I need to get to that m- mental capacity again. I had it at some point in time. And so this pain cave of me, you're awe of, is it kind of like when you see the videos of 
you know, where uh, like a wolf is, is killing a water buffalo and you see the buffalo just suffering. Like, oh, man, poor thing. I've never been like the mental fortitude of that thing to press on until it finally dies. But because I imagine that's what it looks like. But you survive. That's the difference between you and the water buffalo. But I don't always finish. Your success rate's a lot more higher than mine. And you always go out to finish. The only thing that's ever stopped you from finishing is a time clock. Well, really, just being pulled off the course or being delirious to the point where it was a medical issue. If you're talking about Cozumel, that was still a time clock because then I just knew I was out of time. Right, but it was, it was also a medical issue because you don't oh, know what I get fucking planet you were on. Uh, and then when the sweat dries up, like, oh, this is probably heat stroke. Uh, and I get that, too. But again, you go until there's hell or high water. But but that's the thing. And you, I still feel just as disappointed at one night. The thing for me, at least, and here's what I admire about you. You had something, you had an idea, you set out, and you went to accomplish it. That's the thing that's just remarkable. And I need to accomplish it. Like, I need this. I need this. We have so much change going on in our lives right now. Like, I, I need a win. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I just, I need a win, and I need us to keep pressing forward to the next thing. But honestly, like, the first couple of days after I stopped, and my, I could barely walk and barely get through classes i'm like holy shit is this it like i'm in my 40s now like is this where i can't teach anymore like do i oh, need to even this is like i thought i would have to find another line of you work thought this is like bo jackson's hit pointer that made him have to give up sports yes you thought that, oh. honestly oh i didn't i wasn't thinking that i just thought no just rub some no, dirt no, on no, it no. You're good. no i could i could barely teach for the first couple of days and it was so painful and I really, it, it, but it made me feel human. Like, okay, I'm in my 40s now. Like, what, what do I do if I can't teach? What if I do? What do I do if I can't run anymore? What it, you know, my friend Pauline, she can't run anymore. Like, that's wild to me. Wow. I don't even know. Doing so good, so so far so good. Thank you. Thank you. And just wanted to. Oh, I was gonna have to wait just what you thought about reparations. Don't please. Okay. Um. Anyway, go on. Um, anywho, so it, it, it was just a wake-up call that not only it am I struggling in sport, but also, like, I'm getting older, and, like, that's a thing for a lot of people. A lot of people, they it's get true. their injury. I mean, we're and not they, as and resilient and durable, just from a bio- biological standpoint, as we have been in the past. Yeah. Or, or at least for me, like, I like to think I am. Like, what would I do if I couldn't move any and I, I I don't want to think right. like that because I can't even I honestly can't imagine um and then like it kind of transitions which obviously not to this level but um you know in the news like Simone Biles like dropped out of of uh the first she dropped out of the um was it all around? I think it was so, all around, and then she dropped the individual. The right? individual, yeah. And so there's been wild debates about that, but I, I really is, to think me just, that it relates to everyday athletes struggling when you know, like mental health. Yeah, honestly, for and, me, who's someone that, can, that struggled with anxiety, depression, and not being able to compete when it came time to, or you know, uh, freezing up, whatever it is, like. That's what you go. Th- I didn't. I didn't take it like how the rest of the world's like. How could someone just bow out of the Olympics? To me, it shows a naivety of 
not just mental illness, but just what you go through to, to get to that yeah. point. So I didn't uh, be begrudge her or falter for anything. No, and it, and I feel bad about even saying this, but my first reaction was, you signed up for something, you finished something. Like, both of us have done team sports, like, throughout yeah, high sure, school, not sure. at a college yeah. level, but... It, it's one of, and that's the way I was raised. Like you sign up for something, it doesn't matter if you're a shit show, you finish that something. And, but I, I do know that also, like if you know you can't contribute, is it better just to bow out? Yeah, if you're, you know, hurting mentally. Well, and I, that's the thing. I think she felt like she was going to hurt the team, so she cared about the team. Right. To not, I mean, and she still stuck around and cheered him on. And she's getting crap from that. I don't. That's get, like, ridiculous. That, that must phone. take oh, so. Can my. you imagine? It's not like she's unaware that probably half of America. Let's say she like, sprained her ankle and couldn't compete, and but well, or sprained her ankle and she could either compete. And no, she wouldn't finish it and would poorly affect the team. You would expect then, like, okay, I got to withdraw. Yeah. And then probably praise her for cheering on the team. This is no different. But I think the people that maybe haven't experienced anxiety uh, right. have, don't know what this is like. So. It's it, we, so we, we a lot of times we either fear or get confused by or apparently get angry about the things we don't understand. So it's true. Probably with that that stands. And honestly, like I don't know, seeing somebody at such a high elite level experience that makes me feel a little bit better about somebody. <laughs> Just Joe Schmo trying to, you know, finish their first Iron Man. <laughs> well, I <laughs> or, wonder, has you, have you been able to relate to it at all? Absolutely. It just, you know, like my fear of swimming or even trying or even just this last thing. Like, what if I quit? What if I quit? If I if I quit, then I, I didn't do one more thing. And right. so it's a matter of... Which I understand. What do you do? Do you get back up and try again? It's going to make you gun shy. Like, well, am I just going to sign up for more things to fail at? Yeah. <laughs> and that's been protocol for the last year and a half. Really? Right. And that's not only scares me, but it makes me feel really shitty as a human being. And you can have as many excuses as you want, but if you don't take care of the underlying problem, which in my case is anxiety... Um, for the most part, I mean, I can't help an injury, but perhaps if the anxiety wasn't there, perhaps I could have worked through the injury. I don't know. But no, it really, in this case, it seemed like a full-on just physical injury. It comes down to the fact that you have to take care of your... You got to clean your house before you can do anything else. Sure. And clearly, I have a lot of cleaning to do. Not but, in just our normal house, but, but let me also ask, in my though, brain. Do you still... Do you regret trying to do the Ironmans? Do you regret trying to do this record? We have friends. I have now gone to, what, two Ironmans that I just straight up didn't, like, True. didn't start. But we have friends that talk about doing things like this and just right. don't. I've done tr the training for things, have. but I've never actually... I've been to... Olympic triathlons that I got in the water. I'm like, fuck this, I can't. But you've also done a sprint that you finished. <laughs> it, that was in the pool. It was in the pool, but it was this still... This fear of water, man. Is... Hey, and, but you're getting... The... So we're now part of this uh, group on Facebook, Pathetic Triathletes. It's it's a great group. But have you noticed how many people are like, I've had such a... They've, they've taken years to try to get over their open water swim fear. Yeah, and it's been years for me now. 
So I, I, you're not alone. But I think the fact that you're persevering and you're still going there and doing and trying it, it's like the whole did not finish is better than did not start. Yeah, I usually it. don't start with the swim. <laughs> but here's the deal. and and But that's the thing. My brain cannot... I have the, I, it's almost like I have two people inside of me. One okay. that's like, I need to do these things. I have to do these things. I need to conquer these things. It is ridiculous. I haven't been able to do these things. And so I keep signing up for shit. I have an Iron Man in October. And then there's the other part of me. It's like, who the fuck do you think you are? You are going to die. Your heart's going to actually explode. This is not possible. And so I battle them every day. And it sounds like the the person that still says go for it wins. Not yet. So what is your conclusion then? I don't know. I don't have one. I, uh, if you're failing, then just stop. No. And, and, and you're a failure forever? No. And, um, and here's the thing. At least how I see it from where I'm standing. I don't see you as a failure. Did you see the meme that someone else posted? You know, the Filipino uh, gal that just won gold for weightlifting. Yeah. Didn't even qualify in 2008. Uh, that was me to our um, that My was Midnight you. Club okay. page. Didn't yeah. even qualify, didn't even finish, came in. It, like, it took a string of failures to finally win gold. Yeah, but imagine it's whole, if she like, stopped in 2012. It's a whole hero's journey, right? But I am I feel like I've been in the struggle too long. It's time to I get know, it. I get have it. a win. I, holy hell, I get it. A lot of the stuff that we don't need to talk about on this podcast, <laughs> I get it as far as just like, hey, you get to a certain point. Like, have I accomplished this? Have I accomplished that? I think the thing that maybe um, I, I, you'd mentioned something earlier about just when you get to like middle age, and it kind of adds to middle age crises. I think too, where when you're younger, like you could do anything, you could accomplish anything, and then and if anybody has actually, if anybody has not seen Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, there's a good book, good movie. George Clooney directs, Sam Rockwell stars in, but that's exactly what he says. Like you. When you're in a teenager, you could cure cancer. You could build that rocket ship that gets to Mars. You could do all these things. And then you get to a certain point in your life, and you realize, I'm not Einstein. I didn't cure cancer. I didn't build that rocket to Mars. And you, a lot of times you have to, to deal with that. And, and But at the same time, one, I think you have to appreciate what you do, you know, what as a person, what you have and what you have accomplished. But at the same time, it's never too late to still try to pursue those things. Uh, I don't know if you listened to the stuff you should know about Rodney Dangerfield. He was in his 50s when he started doing comedy. I thought the guy probably what? had a career of that. Did he just look like he was 50 all his life? Uh, probably. <laughs> but I think he uh, was he a salesman or something, and then he should try stand-up, which then obviously led to movies, which then yeah. led to... Well, Rich Roll, 43. 43, yeah. And, and so it's the kind of thing where, like, had he given up at 49, well, shit, we would never add Rodney Dangerfield, you know? Yeah. And... and and you know what? Maybe you get to your deathbed and you're like, all these things I wanted to do, I didn't accomplish. And, and I don't but know, life's try. also part of the journey sometimes. But exactly, that's the thing. Because still, this is the, the you know, you get the armchair quarterback, so you, you get <laughs> Uncle Rico. Ah, right. Who could have one state a coach would have put me in? And they're, do, are you doing another, hun? Or, or what do you, I'll, um, do, I'll do what you do. Because that's how I that's how I roll. Uh, six pack? No. Uh, can we do? Sorry, one more and then we'll cash out. Is that okay? Yes, I'll so do much. something on the lighter side. Do you have? What do you? I'll do a Kolsch. Yes. What is your Kolsch like here? For our one listener, they have a Kolsch. It's extra light. It's crisp. It is 
all-time favorite Washington beers from Cologne, Germany, Verkund, hence the Kulsch, to Woodenville, Washington. Come try it. 20 corners. I'll do the same thing. <laughs> Great. Clint's thinking. on fire tonight. Oh, am I? Speaking of failures, you just saw an example of uh, me failing at life there. <sighs> oh, stop. But again, you I'm make good the at world making it interesting. awkward. So that's what I do. Um, I just want to go out and say that I don't think either one of us has the answers, but I think that anyone who is listening and also the reason why we started this podcast is that whole kind of hero's journey and and just obstacle after obstacle after obstacle after obstacle. If anybody hasn't been to an Ironman finish line at the end of the Ironman, I know it's not necessarily strictly at midnight anymore but that is the name of the this you know this podcast um honestly that is inspiring and quite frankly the person that i mean i passed someone that was i think was actually going through heat stroke in iowa that dude went out and, and left it on the course that's inspiring to me yeah um, i was writing my I, first rock and roll i, I guess it's just your definition of what success and failure is and i think oh, maybe maybe when you finally realize that even though you might feel like you're failing there's still something positive to take yeah. from it. I totally remember my first rock and roll marathon in Vegas, and there was a guy who had to have been 350 pounds, and it was an out and back, and I was it timed? saw him on the way out, and I saw him on the way back, and he was still in the same direction oh, as wow. the out, and I walked with him for a couple of miles, but- Did he make he, it? He did. He did. He made it- Five hours later, like oh, five cr- hours later, I'm like, you did in five hours. No, 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 no. Like the crew had started to clean up. Did but they still wanted- count it as a finish? I don't, I don't think so. You didn't, you didn't. Did Macklemore hang out with him? <laughs> Macklemore was only there for the pre-show, but oh. it's. And I remember thinking, like, holy shit! Like in that moment, which it's how many? It's over ten years later, but in that moment, I kept thinking, like. That man has suffered more than anybody else on the course. Right. Because well, he goes didn't back finish. To, if you have a very efficient body, that yes, you had to work hard for, you're still not exuding as much energy as this man did. Absolutely. So. But he walked it and he got it done. And Kudos to him. Yeah. And I guess that's what keeps pulling both of us forward, right? For me. And it, it, even like when I fail at something, it's like, okay, when's the next thing to try? What's the next thing I can do? Um... The yeah, man in the arena, Theodore Roosevelt. The man in the arena, that you uh-huh. said? Oh, yes. Are you not entertained? You need to see Gladiator still. That's true. Russell Crowe. It. Um, it's got tigers. But let's end on a positive note. <laughs> okay. Well, and that's the thing. Like I, You know what? I, maybe you're not quite there yet because you're still in the thick of it. And also, it's I, I do think it's easier for the loved ones around you to see your accomplishments more than you yourself will see them. Uh, at least I'm wired like that. I will feel like I'm struggling, you know, uh, drowning, you name it. Even though someone else might be pointing out like all the positive things. I think we're our own worst critic a lot of times. But I yeah. see you going out there and trying to do it. Um, that's why I wasn't bullshitting you when you swam your first 2.4 miles when we were in Hawaii. Yes, it was in a pool. But... You're, you're getting the, you when we first started dating you couldn't do I couldn't do one lap you couldn't yeah so you got to look at that and then like, and it's not like I couldn't swim I could swim I was just scared to death you used to be in swim team right 
Yeah, yeah, I was in swim team in high school, but no, yeah. I was just scared. I got scared of the water at some point in my life, and then it's the yips. <laughs> it, it, it's a real. So if anybody here is uh, follow baseball, Chuck Knobloch, all star second baseman with the Minnesota Twins, and then all star second baseman with the Yankees, and then one day he just could not make a throw to first base, and he just the rails came off, and it wasn't because he wasn't good. It just it ended up becoming a mental thing. Back. So, um, yeah, and the, those things happen. But I th- you're getting your mojo back, just like Austin Powers did. And I'm not giving Austin up, Powers, so the spy that. who shagged me. Thank you so much. Which, uh, what's your favorite Austin Powers movie? There's a, there's a, original. That's true. That's true. They, they had a couple of them. Yeah. So. Beyonce was great. That was gold, gold member. Gold, gold member. The third yeah. one. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, you didn't like the Dutchman that ate his own skin? <laughs> I don't think <laughs> I ever true. saw the third one. We should watch the third one tonight. Yes, yes. He could skate. This Canadian, is Canadian, so. Those there, Canadians. There you they, go. They, they're funny and they're good at skating. <laughs> yes. Hence, good at hockey. Yes. <laughs> All right, this has been the weirdest podcast we've ever This probably recorded. has been. But and hey, I'm sorry, it's been a weird-ass day. It really has been a weird day, and we still want to put something out there. But I guess what I'm saying is I really don't think you have your successes without going through the failures, which in many ways makes failing part of succeeding. Definitely not. You just, <laughs> just wait, doesn't make you – you don't agree with that? Failing isn't part of succeeding? <laughs> I feel like I there, are, there are people failing. like us, and then some people stop when they fail, and then some people – Never fail, and then when they okay, finally do, so, they quit. <laughs> I did. You know, remember those memes about like success, and maybe it's like a mountain or oh, something. Oh, totally. There was the one that or was like. Or what's the Mormon one in your parents? Oh, it, uh, it, it was called Mormon Ad. It was amazing. They have mom jeans, and oh, it's, it's, oh it's god, great. it is those a sight good. to behold. This needs to be the background picture. We will. I'll, I'll put a Mormon ad on there. But no, there there was this one that was a parody of the inspirational quotes, where it was like. Winners never quit. Quitters never win. But those who never win and never quit are idiots. <laughs> and maybe, sure, it's kind of funny. Uh, but at the same time, hey, I think still keep trying to reach for your dreams. Obviously, there's also the meme of, remember, everybody that's, every dead body at Mount Everest was once a highly motivated individual. <laughs> but guess what? They died trying to accomplish True. what they love. So Thank that's what you. counts. And <laughs> thank you. And do you know what I want to do? Climb Everest and go see Mallory. Mallory from Family Ties? No, he's the most famous person that's married. Air quotes. Oh, he's a dead guy. Yeah, you you pay respects to Mallory on your way up to Everest. Up Everest. What would you do? Would you put a hat on him, like your IP and Pools hat? No, I feel like. <laughs> would that be disrespectful? I love my IP and Pools hat. Uh, yeah, I feel like that would be disrespectful. But the funny thing is, is I would rather climb Everest right now than do an Ironman. Why Not is that? Because I'm scared of the swim. I would rather climb Everest than swim in open water for 2.4 miles right now. You know, open water can freak me out too. It's so weird. That's and I do one realize I have way more of a chance of dying on Everest. Okay. Oh, one in four. Let right? me ask you this though. Are you excited to be the anchor leg of the relay for Ironman Ocean, or actually... Well, Ant let's Iron hope Man, I can run again, but yeah. Panama City 70.3. Okay, I you will, go ahead and do the and, bike. And, and I'm not even a runner. Like, I'm... 
Real runners would consider me not a runner. Oh, it's like Ross Edgley. He's not a swimmer. He just swims a lot. I'm I not just, a swimmer. I, I, I just I, honestly, I love running. I love it. Yeah. I immediately you go do. into that like flow state. It's the weirdest. Um, but yeah, I know I'm excited about that. And you also have some shit coming up. Do you want to share? No. Okay. No. Uh, well, actually, and uh, what? Two weekends. We've got a sprint triathlon. We got the Thai Lake Thai sprint triathlon yes and then in september i've got the iron man uh, washington 70.3 october the we still have templeman which we're going to do in between then we'll probably make it to the movie theater no we got to do it we have to okay we got the templeman we do supposedly have the templeman um. Yeah, and then I got Iron Man 70.3 Oceanside, and then I have this dreaded wind course that haunts me to this day, Cozumel, Iron Man, Mexico. And we went and got the kids' passports today, so and so we may, it may be a, witness a family in trip. Action. It's not going to be a failure, and I kind of don't want to take them, even though we should. Hey, hey, maybe that's a talk to have. I mean, at least have the passports when you want to run off to Costa Rica. Or wherever. But if you don't want to, that's okay, too. That's the beauty of a passport. Everyone, get your passport. Even if you're not sure if you're going to internationally travel, but just in case, it's there. That's true. Also. And then um, what are we planning for you for next spring? I think we should say it out loud so it makes it real. Your bris? You're already circumcised. Uh, No. Swimming the channels of Hawaii? Yes. Kelly called me one day. Got an idea for you. What if you swim from each Hawaiian island? And of course, I'm like, that sounds awesome, actually. And then I looked so at. There are ten channels. <laughs> the biggest of which is 72 miles. Just one of them, 72 miles. They the progressively rest are, get easier if you go yes. from west to east. Only down to ten. Like, you know, and then so. I'm like, wait, you should just run the run the like swim the well, that's channel. That's what I wonder. If you start the run the island, swim the channel, run the island. I asked her if I could ride my bike in some of them. So then it's a true triathlon. <laughs> and and for some reason you're saying no, don't be a pussy. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, riding the bike's not being a pussy. That's true. We'll see how this goes. But again, follow your dreams. Yes, and we want to raise money to restore. The war. The war memorial. memorial. I that is looks like the coolest pool slash memorial it's a right salt there. Saltwater pool in, on the uh, ocean, a hundred meters. Yes. And then also restore the original Iron Man course that we tried. I, oh, which means restoring a highway, but hopefully the Hawaiians <laughs> would appreciate that. Yes. We really need to get that million dollar or billion dollar idea going so we can help essentially the infrastructure of Hawaii. It's true. Let's get See, on it. You know, we have to keep keep okay, our the dreams pet alive. Rock, that built that guy a lot of money. We got to uh, find that idea. I know. We have to keep the dream alive, though. See, we have so many hopes and dreams. It's true. We might have a lot of failures, Follow but we have them. a lot of hopes and dreams. Yes. It's like Mitch Hedberg said, though, where he, um, I think he opened up a uh, yogurt top and then read it. And it's like, follow your dreams. It's like, I'm getting tired of following them. How about... I'll just, I'll just go my own way. I'll catch up to them when they get there. <laughs> nice. I like that. But hey, you can get there, Kelly. We can get there. Let's I hope get there. so. Coolio. Till next time. Well, hey, please try to find us on Facebook, My Midnight Club, Instagram, My Midnight Club. You can email me at Clint at My Midnight Club and Kelly at 
Not Kelly. Not Kelly at mymidnightclub.com. Or you can call Kelly. What's your cell phone number? Um, 206-818-0769. Wait a minute. That's not yours. That's mine. But you can call me if you like. That's cool. Well, hey, thanks for listening. Till next time, keep on keeping on.